Hello, crime lovers, and welcome to Crime on Tap. I'm Megan, joined by my co-host, Sean. And welcome to our true crime podcast. Join us weekly as we drink our favorite cocktails and discuss gruesome murders, kidnappings, conspiracies, and more. Share the podcast with your friends, family, and heck, your grandma. Leave a review and make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Crime on Tap Pod. Tune in for free on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. Whether you're driving to work or doing laundry, Crime on Tap will be sure to fulfill your true crime fix each week. And now, buckle up for this week's episode. Listen and enjoy. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Crime on Tap. My name is Sean, joined by my co-host, Megan. (laughs) And we are so glad that you guys can join us again for another episode of Crime on Tap. And welcome back to our few loyal listeners. We love you guys. (laughs) We notice you. We care Mm -hmm. about you. Keeps us going. So thank you. Yes, we see that we have a nice loyal, like, seven to eight listeners. And then, like, those random times when that podcast really pops off we get like a good 20 so Mm -hmm. we do we acknowledge and we see you yes and please share us with your friends and family on social media we're Mm -hmm. not very good at that we're gonna keep we're gonna be trying because i'm not good at social media myself so i know it's like my issue and we're so old we just don't get it anymore (laughs) yeah i wear high-waisted jeans i have a side part (laughs) what else (laughs) but you wear skinny jeans oh yes and they're skinny (laughs) they're skinny and high-waisted yeah probably those eight listeners probably like six of them are our family and friends so there's probably only two that are like loyal (laughs) organic (laughs) already guys so we have a nice it's kind of different like i haven't seen anybody else do this kind of like any other true crime podcast do this type of episode but before we get into it megan here on crime on tap we like to have a little drink with our little conversation so what are you drinking today? It is uh, 12.30 p.m. on a Saturday. Well, I am, as we talked about last podcast, I'm still on the journey, mm-hmm. the weight loss journey. So I, I've i been drinking mostly water with emergency because I just got my second dose yesterday. So yes. I was pounding that emergency, pounding water. <laughs> I didn't have any coffee yesterday. Mm-hmm. So today I'm feeling a little bit better, feeling a little more alert. <laughs> so... Um, I am having my coffee today. Oh, good. I feel like that was really important when I got my doses, just to hydrate. Keep your body hydrated. Mm-hmm. Keep. I also want to welcome you to the Pfizer fam. Yes, <laughs> Pfizer fam. Pfizer fam. So in another two weeks, Megan will be fully vaccinated and we can finally get together. Oh my God, mm-hmm. after months and months of virtually recording, I'm getting sick of it. So I'm ready to do some in-person recording. Mm-hmm. To just let loose and enjoy ourselves again with each other. Today marks my two weeks and I'm now fully vaccinated. Today I'm having mm-hmm. a nice little screwdriver. Almost fully moved in. Tomorrow is the last day of moving. So very excited for that to be finally done because I'm just exhausted. Mm-hmm. I um, don't envy you. <laughs> yep. I remember two years ago, I said I would never move again. And here I am saying the same thing. So hopefully it's extended for at least like four or five years. Mm -hmm. You'll have some more downtime. (laughs) Exactly. So nonetheless, Megan, let's get right into the podcast. Let's go. All right. So today, Megan had a genius idea. And I mean, as you can see from the title, today we are going to be talking about 
conspiracy theories that actually became true because I mean most conspiracy theories are just theories and really generalized as crazy people believing things that are never actually true. So Megan had the great idea to research some some conspiracy theories that actually were true and not fake in the end. And we're going to be doing this fun thing where we have like a list of what each of us are doing so we don't do the same thing, but we don't mm-hmm. know the details of it and we're going to like tell each other and so you're going to learn about it as the other host is learning about it so i think that's going to be a lot of fun too which is so fun because i saw your list and i was like oh my god i wanted to do that one oh really (laughs) so i'm glad you did your list first because i just based mine off yours Mm. (laughs) otherwise i would have matched like three of them (laughs) (laughs) which i guess there isn't many that are true like it became true (laughs) yeah that that is true there was definitely a small pool to pick from (laughs) yeah but you'll have to tell me which ones that you were gonna pick when we get going okay into them so so i will this one is actually pretty relevant because as um fellow alien space nerds know (laughs) um Where's the space nerd community when you need them? Yes, where's where are my space nerds at? Um, June 1st is going to be a big day because they're going to be releasing some footage and information about the UFO program yep. that they've been keeping under lock and key. So that's going to be a very exciting day. I'm very excited for that. So, mm-hmm. so this conspiracy is based on that, that the U.S. government has been investigating UFOs for years. And if people don't know what UFO means, it means unidentified flying object. So it doesn't necessarily mean like the the disc with the bulb on top with the little green <laughs> alien driving that we like all think about. Yeah. It can be like a weather balloon that looking at it without further investigation, it just looked like a flying object. Mm-hmm. So this UFO investigation started in the 40s. Which is interesting to think about because it's like, that was so long ago. Yeah. And even back then, people were curious about what was going on in our skies and like, Mm -hmm. what is going on. Like, weren't we busy fighting in wars and shit? Like, did we have time to be studying UFOs and aliens? (laughs) Well, that, I love that point, Sean. Okay. (laughs) Because that is kind of part of the reason why they started doing it because, they're like, we need to make sure that there aren't these super high tech oh. things that other people are using that we can't identify, we can't understand yep. and have the advantage over us. So that was like a big motivator behind it, not just like aliens, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I prefer um, <laughs> to think that. But um, this kind of conspiracy was blown open prior to us learning about that they're going to be releasing stuff on June 1st. Um, And we're recording this on May 22nd, for those of you wondering about the timeline. So Mm -hmm. not too long. (laughs) Um, There's this book in 2004 that came out by Albert Greco called Conspiracy 101, Beginning to be Crazy, (laughs) which I have not read, but I may pick up. I love (laughs) conspiracy theories. We both do. Yes. He confirmed with inside sources that the Air Force, the CIA were investigating UFOs with taxpayer money. It wasn't just like it was a bunch of rich people. It was like we were paying for this and we didn't know it. It was hidden in some kind of like budget plan or something that nobody reviewed. And it was like the fine print at the bottom, funding for aliens or something. Yeah, Yeah, funding (laughs) for aliens. (laughs) So I think it's kind of cool. I mean, I was not alive in the 40s. But I mean, I pay taxes now. 
are my taxes going to like UFO research? Like I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm excited about that. Like welfare? Who? UFOs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's all going to the aliens. <laughs> kidding, so, like, kidding. So when they make a huge discovery, I'm going to be like, that was my taxpayer money. So yes. I should get credit. We can all claim it. Just a little bit more about it. We all know about like all of the sightings that people talk about. And several of them were identified by officials, like government officials, like Navy pilots were big contributors of these UFO sightings. So I I just want to say that to reiterate, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like this crazy old guy in his van down in New Mexico. Like it was trained. Area 51. Yeah, right. It's like (laughs) trained people seeing this. So UFOs are classified as unusually shaped objects that fly at high velocities, often maneuvering around in ways that baffled aeronautics experts with no visible propulsion. So yeah, so that's what like UFOs are. So it's not just like, oh, we can't, we don't know what it is. It's like, we don't know what it is. And it defies logic of what we know about aircrafts, Mm -hmm. air travel, that sort of thing. So I think that's pretty cool. And that they've been hiding it from us makes me think that there's even more about ufos that they know that they don't want to share with the public and hopefully some of that will be revealed june 1st mm-hmm. yeah exciting. well what i'm thinking going back to what you said like the people that are identifying these things are like pilots in the navy and the military and stuff and who are they reporting to you know their bosses which their bosses bosses have probably instructed them to keep everything hush hush keep everything classified not telling anybody about what's actually going on you know what i'm saying So it's like, Mm -hmm. how much of this information has already been released and how much of it are we going to get on June 1st? It's so exciting because it's like, I fully believe there's something out there. There has to be, you know? Mm -hmm. I agree. I clearly agree. Like, what is it called? The Drake equation where no matter how you slice it, there has to be other life in space. Like there's no way. Yeah. Just like the probability Like this universe is so massive that there's got to be other life forms out there you know, that are probably millions of years ahead of us. And we're just like another little peanut in the universe, in the universe, like taking their time to the eventual black hole. Well, one thing is I'm afraid that I am hyping up June 1st so much. And I know a lot of other people online that are, <laughs> and it's going to be this l- tiny little like, oh yeah, it was, <laughs> and it's not going to be anything like I'm planning in my head for it to be. <laughs> Like yeah. this big reveal. I mean, it's like, yeah, there are aliens and we're bros or something. <laughs> yeah, because what are they going to tell us? They're going to tell us, oh, yeah, there's aliens out there and just cause mass hysteria amongst the American and world, you know? What could they tell us about extraterrestrial activity, you know, without actually telling us that there are aliens? Well, and you made such a good point. Like, I feel like they keep these things from us because they want to avoid mass hysteria, especially for things that you know, CIA intelligence and stuff don't even fully understand themselves. Like as much as I would love to know everything they know, I understand kind of why governments keep things from their people, you know, to keep from rioting mass hysteria. And I feel like the American people at least have shown that they're very prone to mass hysteria like with the toilet paper buying, like, <laughs> did you see all those clips of people putting gas yep. in plastic bags? I And just like in my everyday life, 
like and working customer service, I've seen people do stupid, stupid things where I'm like, we don't deserve to yes. know aliens if this is how we act. <laughs> Alien community, come follow us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, mine's for the LSD community. So the first like 15 minutes might have some audio issues. So ignore those. And from here on out, the audio is going to be impeccable. Okay, so my first... Um, conspiracy theory is based around the CIA and the government testing of LSD in the research of mind control. Now, this was back in the Cold War era, the 50s, the 60s, when our government, the American government, was were convinced that the communists discovered a drug that would be able to, that would allow them to control human minds, which at this time was a huge war period. We were fighting <laughs> shooting guns and i mean just think i'm sorry but that is such a not to be offensive but such a gay analysis of war <laughs> we were like fighting a lot we were like shooting guns i mean at this time if you think about it if you were fighting and shooting guns and trying to win a war and you were afraid that your enemy discovered a drug for mind control, um, I would be shitting bricks as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So the CIA was like, ah, oh, shit, we better step up our game. You know what? Uh, we got to start doing some research, getting in the lab, start testing some drugs, and find out what these communists are doing to control humans. The CIA in- opened an investigation and research and called it the MK Ultra, which me and Megan were discussing and we're like, MK Ultra? That sounds like Michelob Ultra. Come on, <laughs> CIA. Like, you couldn't figure out a better name for this? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all I think about. <laughs> right? So a little beer. So they're putting LSD in the beer. <laughs> JK, JK. Kidding, kidding. A lot of kidding during this episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in the 1950s to the 60s. Um, so in the 1950s through the 1960s, this program was ran by a chemist named Sidney Gatileb. Um, which she was sustaining research for techniques of mind control. Um, now, some of these techniques were tested in colleges, um, universities, other research centers, and they're all funded by these facilities that were um, also included volunteers, people volunteering for these programs to see if mind control is actually possible. Now, some people were willingly <laughs> wanting to do these experiments. But the majority mm-hmm. of the people that were actually being tested on were American prisoners, uh, lots of people who were already doing drugs. Uh, some of them were heroin addicts. They were bribed into taking these experiments, doing these. They were bribed into doing these experiments to obtain more heroin. <laughs> Isn't that mm-hmm. fucking crazy? Like the CIA well, was doing this. And then getting paid to do more drugs, like, mm-hmm. duh. I would like, like, if I could get paid to sleep, you know I'd be signing up. Right? And also during this time, during this era, Japanese, German, and Filipino prisoners of war were also being tested with these um, experiments. Which, where's the ethics committee (laughs) when you need them? (laughs) Well, that's what I'm thinking. I feel like the CIA does this shit all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... It's unethical. It's wrong, especially for forcing it on people. And I feel like that happens even sometimes today that with guinea pigs, it's always like the marginalized people, like people in prison that already don't have rights. 
Yeah. Or like when like you were saying prisoners of war, it's just like there's still people, CIA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're just targeting people who have nothing and you know, they're targeting them for a reason. I mean, you know, they have nothing to lose, so why not just test on them? Because they're already lost in life and their life means nothing. Um and like broke college students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So these patients would undergo um, psychological torture, electroshock therapy, and also the high doses of LSD, um, which is the main like conspiracy around this was the government was using LSD to test for mind control. This is interesting, but I'm pretty sure, spoiler alert for Stranger Things, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's been out forever, um, that Stranger Things was inspired by this. Like, I'm pretty sure Eleven's mother was one of the test subjects in college and she didn't know she was pregnant. And then she had Eleven who had these special from the experiment is like supposed is like the the thing. I feel like this has spread so many other conspiracies. Like, I feel like there's a conspiracy that they really did figure it out and they're controlling people and, and stuff like yeah. that. So this is a really good one. Yeah. So a quote from Gottilev. He was saying that first in his experiments, you had to blast away the existing mind. And then you had to find a way Jeez. to insert a new mind into that resulting void. They said that they would be testing not only prisoners, but also with people they knew that had secrets. Like they knew the secrets before these people like even told anybody. And they would test these people to see if they would reveal all their secrets to test to see if they can control their minds. And these people were also CIA officials, government employees, people that they knew that had secrets and they were trying to get the secrets out of them testing if LSD was going to work. Wow. I didn't know that. That's really interesting. I would say, give me a bottle of wine and I'll tell you anything you want to know. And they would test them by, it was like, they didn't know they were being tested. They would infiltrate the LSD through methods of like their food or other, I mean, other ways of consuming LSD. And then they would unknowingly be testing them and then, you know, running an experiment basically. So these, Mm -hmm. that's where this is also going where the government was unknowingly fucking giving people LSD and government officials, which I mean, it all came out to be true because in the seventies there was classified documents released showing of these experiments. And I mean, clearly it's real because of the MK ultra. It was an actual operation that the CIA directed and was involved with, which again is crazy. And it concluded that mind control was not. Yeah. After all that, they put all those people through. It's like, Oh, JK, never mind. Mm-hmm. And it's unknown how many people died from the program. And it's also mm-hmm. unknown how many people's lives were permanently damaged. Because, I mean, you give somebody too much LSD, they're fucked, you know? And mm-hmm. they throw them back Just, on the sh- I mean... Yeah, I mean, it, if they're prisoners, or they're prisoners of war... Like, it can lead to brain damage and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that they did not give these people the aftercare that they needed. Like, oh, no. you, you know, we permanently damaged your brain. We're going to give you all the care you need for the rest of your life. I highly <laughs> doubt that happened. No, that didn't happen. My second one is for all them feminists out there. I cannot <laughs> believe they didn't... Te- they definitely are still trying to keep this under wraps the government i even mm-hmm. look well I'll, okay i'll go into it but so <laughs> my conspiracy that turned out to be true was that woodrow wilson the 28th president of america after <laughs> his stroke <laughs> he his wife was the one who was making all the decisions and was pretty much in everything but name the president mm-hmm. until he 
finished his term. People say her that she was actually the 28th president of the United mm. States. And of course they kept his secret because it was a woman. I mean, they didn't want to put that out in, in America yeah. <laughs> because she would have been, no one would have taken her seriously. They wouldn't have taken the thing seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so her name was Edith Wilson and she was Woodrow's second wife. And she was a strong ass woman. I got to say, you got to be a strong ass woman to literally strong arm your way into a presidency. <laughs> <laughs> like she... A lot of she fired anytime anyone said any official would make an inappropriate comment about her or her body or her as a woman or her decisions, she would fucking fire them. You bet your ass. <laughs> there was at least two government officials that are known of where she just straight up they made an unsavory comment about her, you know, like the sexism was probably rampant. <laughs> and so she fired them. She's like, okay, bye if you're not going to respect me. <laughs> and the reason why they didn't just have the vice president take over because Woodrow Wilson was so sick was that, of course, Edith was like, that will kill him. He will die if you do that. It'll break his heart. <laughs> that so was one of my there, questions. I was like, isn't there levels to be like, if he can't do his duties, then the next person steps in? Right. Well, she fought to say that it would kill him. Oh my god. In everything. And so they decided to not, you know, freak out the American people and rock the boat and have him still be, you know, president in name. But mm-hmm. she fought her way into everything and was making those big decisions. Like we think of the Treaty of Versailles was signed during Wilson's presidency. Word is that she did all the negotiations. She was there for everything. And she, at the end, just escorted him to sign the paper. But she was the one that came up with all of that. She is a boss ass bitch. So everyone, (laughs) that's my opinion. So everyone that's like, oh, we haven't had a female president yet. People that know about this are like, "Uh, actually, we did. She was the 28th president. (laughs) America was woke before. (laughs) Yeah. But... I mean, she really had to fight because there everyone was against her, but she held her own. And until Woodrow Wilson was, you know, finished up his term, she was the one that was calling the shots. Yeah. And America to this day is still trying to cover it up. Like I went to the White House official page and they were saying it was a stewardship. And they were like, you hear all these rumors that she was the president. She wasn't. And I'm like, (laughs) the fact that you're saying this yeah is telling me that yeah she was like you know something and you're trying to hide it yeah well it's like why say oh yeah she had a stewardship where she was you know helping and advise but you know she wasn't making the big decisions that like why draw that line Mm -hmm. unless it was just to save face and i especially think this day and age like everyone would think that would be so cool i don't think there'd be many people that would and also, it's so long ago. I don't think anyone was alive when fucking Woodrow Wilson was president. <laughs> like, it's not like, how dare you speak ill of my friend Wood- Woodrow? <laughs> like, so I think really it's more of saving face for the government that they didn't tell the American people the truth of who was really calling the shots after his stroke. Yeah. And being like, oh, we can't go back on what we said now because we'll look bad rather than they still don't want to tell people that a woman was running the country for a year and a half to two years, essentially. 
Now, do so, you know, was there... Now, Woodrow was, like, hiding he had a stroke, right? Like, he didn't tell the American people or whatever that he had a stroke, correct? Well, he was playing off that it wasn't as bad as it actually was. Oh, so, like, but the American was, people were still under the assumption that Woodrow was making decisions. Right, that he was still oh. well... He had a health scare, but he was still well enough. But mm-hmm. historians argue that that wasn't the case. And evidence shows that it was Edith that was... Oh I mean, God. she was in... The cabinet meetings she was doing mm-hmm. all this stuff that first ladies do not do well that was another reason why she fired somebody they were trying to hold meetings without her <laughs> and so she fired the cabinet leader because she was like no nope, that's not happening i need to be there yeah if you don't respect me you're gone <laughs> how do we not know about this we always think of tough first ladies as like eleanor roosevelt and jackie kennedy but mm-hmm. Edith Wilson fucking ran the country, essentially. <laughs> Why don't we celebrate her more? During war times. Yes. Right? I mean, she she did some big things during, I'm going to say, her presidency. <laughs> so I don't know why she's so swept under the rug. Maybe because she was a really hard ass and was firing people left and right who she didn't like. Or okay, I'm now I don't getting- know. The assumption that your first child's name is going to be Edith. <laughs> um, I, I, man, I am really into Edith Wilson now. I gotta say, <laughs> and I think of that. There's like this meme of a, a a stitch, and it's this girl Edith Ann, and it's like from like the 1800s or something that someone found, and it's like yeah. Edith Ann hates stitching, and someone commented, "Fuck it up, Edith Ann," and all I think of is like, "Fuck it up, Edith Wilson, get it, girl." <laughs> Love that. So that's I'm, what I think. <laughs> Fuck it up, Edith. It's a bummer still to this because historians have said like there's evidence that she was doing presidential things, that she it was more than a stewardship. She was more than a first lady. But yep. the White House freaking website itself still denounces her as acting Oof. president. And yep. it's like that was forever ago. Just let the truth come out. And I mean, the three that we've gone through right now, do we really trust the government and the CIA and the FBI? No. I know. <laughs> Literally, the story is they're hiding everything from us. <laughs> right? Yeah, there's so much stuff that we don't know. Yes. Justice for Edith. <laughs> yeah. So my second one is <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I see um, it here. I'm interested to see what what more about it. So it was back in the, again, <laughs> the 50s to 60s was a crazy time. They were really trying to research everything they could. This one goes back to canada testing for gaydar now we all think we have a pretty strong gaydar but there's evidence (laughs) surrounding that canada actually experimented and researched techniques to test for gaydar again back in the 50s and 60s um canada thought they created this machine called the fruit machine which oh my god that's so offensive yeah right (laughs) Which I didn't know. I was like, the fruit machine? What the fuck's the fruit machine? Which uh, I realized that it's a a derogatory (laughs) term for gay men calling them fruits. (laughs) So, I mean, again, shockingly, this was created by Canada. So Canada was not always the most kosher when it comes to the the gays. Um, I'm surprised because everyone's always like, oh my god, Canada's perfect. They're so nice. They've never done anything wrong. (laughs) Right? Created this machine called the Fruit Machine. The goal of it was to help identify gay men who are working in supposed um, like government official roles. Again, so back in this time, 
the gays were not accepted. <laughs> so I guess we can give Canada a pass for this one. But the entire technique was devised behind this fruit machine. It was made to use in front of a person and it would measure the diameter of the pupil dilation when the person was shown a pornographic image of a naked man. Um, now, not only did they measure the, pup- the pupil dilation, but they also measured how much the person perspirated um, and they also measured how much their pulse um, was stimulated when they saw these images. Um, now, the goal of this operation was to eliminate all of the gay people that were working in civil services. Now, also, in the beginning of this testing, it was kind of deceitful. They were saying that this fruit machine was devised to test, was devised to test levels of stress. Now, I don't know how showing naked pictures of men is testing levels of stress, but that's what they deemed <laughs> this the machine was used for. <laughs> and people were volunteering for it. People were volunteering for this research program to see what their levels of stress were. Now, I don't know if that's just a technique used in these earlier times to get people to sign up for these programs to test them for things unknowingly what they're being tested for. You know, if you're going in there, like, yeah, I'll volunteer for a test to identify me as a gay man to be fucking prosecuted and and be targeted, you know? Like, who's going to volunteer for that? So obviously they got to devise a plan to make it seem like, oh, like, this is testing for stress. But you know, actually is testing for your gayness and for you to be fucking fired from your job and exposed. So people were unknowingly being tested (laughs) for their gayness. And the Canadian government conducted um, over 9,000 suspected gay people and many of them lost their jobs. Oh my God. Now this machine, it looked like a dentist chair. So imagine you're at the dentist and it it had a pulley system with a camera on one end that was going inward and outward of the pupil, to, uh, measuring the dilation and the slight millimeters that your pupils were dilating during the experiment. And it also had a little black box that was in front that showed pictures of nude men. And it said that if you liked the photos, your pupils would dilate in relation to the amount of interest. So if your pupils dilated one millimeter, then that was a certain level of interest you had in that photo would be on their charts of your gayness. Once people started figuring out what this test was actually being done for, they stopped volunteering for it. What? (laughs) And ultimately, in the end, there was no basis or facts behind any of the data collected. There was no basis or facts behind any of the, like, experimental testing like even what they're testing the dilation of pupils there's a lot of research showing that that doesn't involve like your sexual preference or like what you're attracted to there was no data ever confirming that that was true and this must have been the time before there was like consent laws like when you consent to Mm -hmm. a study like i feel like you have to have a certain knowledge of it legally like there's, there's ethics and consent laws now to protect people Mm-hmm. from that and also that's a good point like like when you were explaining you said that there's a black box in front of them and i'm thinking so are they putting it over their heads like of, of course they're going to be dilated because or what happens yeah. when it's dark yeah they get smaller get big- or get bigger they get bigger right so they could just be testing light at that point <laughs> You but know, I mean, at that time, like, they might, they, I don't think they knew that, you know? I don't know. But also, I was figuring, like, these are all government jobs, government employees, civil services. They could have easily just told them, like, hey, we're testing for your stress levels. If you fail, you're out. 
when in actuality they were testing for their gayness. So I feel like that was an easy out to say like, oh, hey, you're a government employee. We own you. So do this test or you're you're fired. And in the late 1960s, the program was cut off and they stopped testing for their gaydar. Well, and it's interesting as that part of the time, again, with like the the red scare with the afraid everyone's a communist there was mm-hmm. also the lavender scare where they thought gay people were communists so they probably yeah. thought oh if they're gay they're communists too no, what little bit i know of history <laughs> and of lgbtq history mm-hmm. that those probably were kind of mixed together too with yeah again at this time like it seems like there were so many new things coming out like technology and everything nobody knew anything so people were just mm-hmm. making up conspiracy theories and claiming these bullshit things that were just targeting people and making it easier for like mob mentality. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, mob like mentality. Yeah. So my next one is I like how all of these are old conspiracies because I feel like now it's been a long enough period where the government's okay. Yeah, we did do that. Yeah, <laughs> like, you did do that. <laughs> like I we're finding out in fifty years, you're going to be like, yeah, aliens were real. We knew for fucking fifty years. We're like. We were lied to this entire time. That's what I was going to say. I was like, imagine what we're going to learn in 50 years that was right I know. all along. That the earth so, is flat. Okay, I don't think that's going to be <laughs> one. <laughs> so my next one is about Prohibition era in the 20s. So, so this one is about the government poisoning alcohol during the Prohibition era. Mm-hmm. So there was rumors going around that that's what people were doing because they wanted to weed out the people that were breaking the law and drinking alcohol because mm-hmm. then the people are sick with poisons like oh they drank alcohol we know who it is we can reprimand them and also so that people just wouldn't drink it yeah <laughs> as well so there's one um little piece of an article that i found from an issue of the Camden Morning Post in the 1926 talking mm-hmm. about the conspiracy people, the conspiracy theory that people thought about. And it goes, when the government puts poison into alcohol, a large percentage of which the government knows will ultimately be consumed for beverage purchases, such as act, such action is reprehensible and tends to defeat the very purpose of prohibition. So yeah. that just goes to show that people were, they've always had conspiracy theories, no matter what yeah. we've always been, like what's the government trying to keep from us what are they doing to us <laughs> and so a lot of it was because people a number of people including a senator were dying and <laughs> people were like how how is it how are so many people that were healthy dying and mm-hmm. especially putting two and together and being like oh i know you know Susie q down the street died <laughs> and i know that she drinks a lot yeah but she was fine two days ago, you know, like those sort of things piecing together. And a lot of people argued that it was like legalizing murder. Human nature is, for some reason, we like to get drunk. I don't know why. <laughs> we like It's our escapism. Yeah. And there was also a, a very controversial time in the 1926, same year, holiday season, where the poisoning became so increasingly controversial that that they were denying it that they were Mm -hmm. doing it because so many people were dying and it was just getting more relevant and clear and (laughs) over that holiday season so many people died of drinking (laughs) and so eventually the government did admit that they were poisoning the alcohol 
during the prohibition era, but they said it wasn't to punish the people that were drinking. It was poisoned alcohol was tax free is what they claim. So according to the government, the purpose wasn't to enforce prohibition, but for federal revenue purposes. So booze meant for consumption would have to be taxed, but poison booze was tax free. So it was all about skirting around, not having to pay taxes. Yeah. And those sort of things. So and you, you know damn well they had that all devised prior to poisoning the alcohol. You know, they had their explanation ready when it, people were starting to figure out this shit was fucking poisoned, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think about how the legalization of wheat, how they were so against, a lot of people were against legalizing it, not because of some moral obligation, but because of a numerical financial. Yep thing it would cost and so that was kind of what we were seeing with the prohibition mm-hmm. it's like oh booze quote not meant for consumption are tax-free <laughs> yeah because it's fucking poisoned and people during <laughs> prohibition they were they were getting whatever alcohol they can or exactly. these people in the speakeasies or whatever that were selling it don't know it's poisoned yeah so i mean this is their reasoning but i kind of think it's partly that and also to enforce prohibition to kind of get up the hysteria that alcohol is bad and stop drinking it because it's you know it's killing people and and everything so i think there's multi-layers to it but the fact that it was done at all and that they admitted it is so fucked up well it's like why would you even make poison alcohol why would you even think of that (laughs) I guess that's unless <laughs> unless you were trying to poison people, yeah. I mean, I think it's just yeah, a cop out, so, and we're just supposed to believe it. Oh, there's no ill intention. It was all about money. Well, yep. I think it probably about both. Okay, so the third and final <laughs> one of mine, keeping in the theme of the gays, my final one is called the gay bomb. So this is actually pretty recent. This is back in the in the 90s, 1994 oh, specifically. Wow. Now, this was a bomb that was devised to drop a mixture of chemicals on an enemy to make them fall in love with one another to distract them from their wartime duties. This is Oh my god, this is hysterical. And this is fucking true. Now, boiler, it was never used, but it was researched and like worked on. Um now this was devised Because you know how they say, like, pheromones and stuff could attract Mm -hmm. one another. They were trying to devise a way, mixing chemicals and dropping a bomb, without actually killing people. They wanted to, Mm -hmm. rather, distract them. So they wanted Mm -hmm. to distract the enemy instead (laughs) of kill them. Because, you know, killing people isn't really a good look. (laughs) Especially in the 90s. Make love, not war. (laughs) Exactly. It was Mm -hmm. more of an intention of causing peace rather than like fighting. Um, So back in the 1990s, there was a three-page proposal in which detailed a $7.5 million invention, the gay bomb, and it would be a cloud of gas that would be discharged over enemy camps that contain a chemical that would cause soldiers to become gay and have their units (laughs) break down because of all their soldiers becoming irresistibly attracted to one another. Now, in these bombs, they had female pheromones. So the pheromones would get on all the men, and then the men mm-hmm. would be attracted to one another because of their I feel pheromones. Like that's not how it works. Okay, so not only am I going to talk about the gay bomb, because the gay bomb, you know, it, it was a crazy idea, and it was research, and it was trying to be used in actual war. Mm-hmm. 
But also there's been some other bombs. So the National Academy of Science in 2002 sparked ideas of other equally bizarre bombs. They theorized a sting me, attack me bomb, which would drop a scent on an enemy field that would attract swarms of enraged wasps to attack, to attack the enemy. They also theorized one bomb that would release chemicals that would make the skin suddenly unbelievably sensitive to the sun, not allowing them to be outside fighting, shooting guns. <laughs> Are they fighting vampires? <laughs> <laughs> now this one's crazy they also like this is real shit like the air force research academy theorized of dropping a bomb that would cause severe and lasting halitosis which if you don't know is bad breath <laughs> what is that gonna do <laughs> right they also there's another one <laughs> there's so many bombs that they tried to theorize they They're wanted hysteric. this was an idea brought by our government they titled the bomb who question mark me question mark which would stimulate flatulence amongst the enemy <laughs> but this is like, a, a, like a comedy show <laughs> yes but the idea was scrapped almost immediately after research pointed that some people throughout the world don't find the smell of flatulence particularly offensive <laughs> interesting research well right my stepsister literally says her farts smell good so i guess she's one of those people <laughs> she would have been immune in war <laughs> yes she would have kept shooting her guns <laughs> now yeah so that's kind of what i have on the gay bomb it was kind of simple kind of funny but it was true mm-hmm. like they actually did research it and test it and also in the early 2000s they were back at it again trying to test other chemicals <laughs> to drop on fucking enemies they would make them fart or have bad breath. It is like a fantasy video game bomb. Right? And, and the the gay bomb with the pheromones so they won't fight reminds me of, <laughs> like, I feel like they watched an episode of Pokemon because there is a Pokemon move that some Pokemon have called attraction where they yes. like release pheromones that make them fall in love and so then they won't fight the other person in, or yes. the other Pokemon in battle. And I'm like, did they just watch Pokemon? <laughs> That's so true. Like, even Pokemon's woke. Yeah. Even Pokemon was the first to use the gay bomb. (laughs) Isn't it like a chemical dust, too? Like, the move is like a dust. Like a dusting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I wonder if they got that from the gay bomb. Well, that's... I'm wondering which came first. Pokemon (laughs) came in the 90s, right? I'm wondering which came first. Playing into that gay stereotype of once they're gay and in love with each other, they'll just be fucking all the time. Like, that's a little (laughs) offensive. Right? So, I don't know. And this was when Bill Clinton was president. So... (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton were surprisingly homophobic. They were against gay marriage. Yes, they were. But once it was trendy to like gay marriage, then they switched. I know everybody did, so it's hard to be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, Democrat did it and Republican." Like everybody was. Yeah, on it was whatever track. was the the majority at the time, mm-hmm. whatever the majority thought was. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Crime on Tap. We decided to cut this one a little early. Well, not really early, but. It went on a little bit longer than expected, so we have mm-hmm. plenty more of conspiracies that became true, loaded and ready for another episode. So if you guys like it, leave a comment, review, share with your friends and family, and follow us on Instagram only <laughs> at yes. Crime on Tap Pod. And you can listen to us on all major 
podcast platforms like Spotify, iTunes, the other ones. The other ones that we don't know about, but if you listen on them, thank you so much. <laughs> yes, we're on there. We just don't know the names. Alrighty, thank you guys so much for listening. We are Crime on Tab with Sean and Megan. We'll see you next time where, where crime, crime is, is always, always on, on tap. tap. <laughs> 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 <laughs>